Hey everyone and welcome back to another Eagle Eye episode. I just want to give you guys a quick little brief uh, recap of uh, something that you guys are going to listen to. We had a bit of a technical difficulty during the live show, so we do apologize. Uh, you guys will hear us apologize during the podcast, but we did want to kind of give you guys a brief heads up. Hope you guys uh, can bear with us. We did not expect any of these technical difficulties to happen, and we will do our best to make sure they don't ever again. Again, thank you guys for uh, tuning in, and thank you guys for all the support. Well, without further ado... Here's the show, guys. Enjoy. And we're back. Welcome, guys, and welcome. Oh, my God, I can't even <laughs> do the introduction right. Ah, it's been one of those days. Welcome back to the Eagle Eye Podcast. This is episode 11. My name is Ivan, and as always, I'm introducing my co-host, Mr. Dylan Jimenez. Dylan, how are you? Doing good, man. Always doing good here in the great state of Texas. All righty. <laughs> all right all right well good to see you good to have you back always always a pleasure and always exciting as always to get here and talk everything that's like that's la america but before i go any further i just want to give a huge huge shout out to every single one of you guys who tune in uh who may not even catch the live show but always do end up coming into um the our itunes and our soundcloud as well who who listen to us on the go so thank you so much for every single one of you guys who have supported this uh, you know, podcast. And uh, without further ado, let's uh, let's jump into today's show. We got a packed show. I think it's going to be a wonderful show. Uh, we got plenty, plenty, plenty of stuff to talk about. We have uh, Leon game to talk about. We're going to break that down and, and see exactly how it is that we walk away with two with a two nil uh, game win. Uh, but yet we still feel like the team let us down. We're also going to be talking about a little bit about what happened last week against Stout OFC in the Estadisteca, and we're also going to be previewing exactly what might happen tomorrow as we do have Conca champions to take care of. And as well, we're going to close off the podcast with uh, none other than the preview to the Toluca matchup as well, so make sure you guys stay tuned for that. And we're going to have a quick little Q&A as we did last episode. So make sure if you guys have any questions in mind, make sure you guys let us know via Twitter, or via uh, YouTube as well, if you guys are watching live. So, without further ado, Dylan, let's get into the action. So, Saturday night, America played against Leon in uh, really a matchup that maybe could have looked better on our end. But we do end up getting the three points. America walks out with a 2-0 victory. We're at home. The crowd seems to have showed up a little bit more. What is your overall take of this uh, of this game, once we do get the all three points, once the final whistle blows, I was happy, man. You know, finally see a, a W and three points. <laughs> you know, we don't have to worry about keeping those draws going, but you know, it was it was a it was a pretty good performance. I think a little um, overall for the team. I think the team played fairly well together as a team. You know, I think these rotations kind of have us messed up a little bit. You know, with since we're not playing really playing a full strength of a squad that we haven't been seen in the beginning of the season. But yeah, you know, it's, it's still rolling. We're still going. And, you know, I'm just glad to see that we actually walk away with a W instead of a draw this time. Yeah. I think, I think all of us uh, pretty much in the end, we're kind of happy that we actually got a W instead of a draw. Um, but ultimately I think the team uh, lacked a little bit of creativity going forward. I think we lacked a lot of, passion and drive there was a couple players maybe I, I i get it like you mentioned the whole rotation thing maybe it's gotten us on 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 the lower part because we were seeing that some of these players are fatigued they're a little tired they aren't really pushing themselves as they much as they would have 
maybe it's because they're conserving themselves because they know that you know we're getting back we're getting to the grind of of the season which is going to be the most uh toughest part of it yet and we and especially the way we have to close things out but uh ultimately i think the result was a favorable one i think it was a good one i think the performance though lacked a lot and i even pio herrera said it himself he said you know hey you know this this was a, a performance that i did not like that i think the players should have done better that we can do better and we will do better so hopefully in that aspect uh things will definitely definitely improve I want to ask you though what uh, what actually stood out to you in this matchup? What actually stood out to you in this game? Uh, what stood out to me a little bit, maybe um, actually, you know, be kind of not necessarily a surprise for a lot of people, but I thought Edson did pretty good. You know, I thought Edson had a, a good game, like you know, Edson doing Edson things. You know, you know, he, you know, maybe he did had a little bit of trouble a little bit because you know, I feel like he doesn't really got that quality of a start, especially yet have. Not necessarily a bad season, but you know he's actually had to struggle too a little bit as we've seen against that Pachuca game and everything. So I mean, it just stood out to me. The defense stood out a little bit to me, you know. But like you said, you know, just that creativity going forward. So you know, that's something we missed, and you know, kind of like you said too, and you mentioned to me after the game, you know, you could tell that Renato Ibarra was missed a lot in the midfield. Yeah. Yeah, I I think maybe we should go. We should break this down. That's with with what happened in the lineup first before we we get into into the grand scheme of everything. So it was Marchesin in goal. It was Paul Aguilar on the right. It was Carlos Vargas on the left. It was center back partnership between uh, Bruno Valdez and Edson Alvarez in the midfield. You saw Guido Rodriguez with Willian de Silva, and on the wides you saw Mateo Zuribe on the right, and on the left Cecilio Dominguez up top, Jeremy Menez and Oriol Peralta. Um. When when we talked about this lineup uh, on on the emergency pod, we said that we 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 liked it. We we thought that this was the ideal lineup, especially knowing that you're gonna have Emateo Zuriba play out on the right hand side. I think we saw him do a very very good job in that uh, Morelia game where he ends up scoring two goals. Funny enough, plays in the same position, but and ends up getting two goals as well. Although I, I want to bring it up, do, do you really think that he is a better player playing out wide than he is in the midfield with Guido? I think so, but then again, you, you kind of kind of have to get to what Piojo is trying to look for whenever he lines them up too as well. So I mean, if it's in a situation where you you really want Uribe in the midfield, like in the in the middle with Guido, then like yeah, I mean I think he can get the job done there either way. But you know I prefer him out wide because we actually get to see that creativity from Uribe Uribe too, and also you know we see him you know create those chances and you know like you said um, those two goals against Morelia and you know again you know had two goals this past Saturday so you know I like to see him out wide a little bit more. But at the same time you know I get it why Piojo would want to play him next to Guido too as well. So you say, you say that you 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 prefer to have Guido out on the wide, correct? Yeah. Now here's the thing, though. Who do you play in the midfield with Guido? And has uh, Mateo Suribe done enough to take Renato Ibarra's spot? No, I mean I don't think I don't think Mateo Suribe has done enough to take Renato Ibarra's spot. You know because. I think, you know, we haven't seen him play enough there as much as Renato has. And Renato has been having a great season. And, you know, that's something me and you've always talked about is him having a great season right there on the right side. 
Merritt, though, you know, like I get why, you know, Piojo would want to see him there a little bit more. But to be honest, I don't think I don't think it necessarily merits him the starting spot on the on the right right away. I don't think he's gonna overtake or not the Iwata unless something like was to were to happen, like say the worst, you know, Iwata goes down for like the rest of the season or something like that. But you know, I I think in my opinion, Piojo's gonna good to start him where he thinks he's gonna start where he's gonna perform the best. And you know, granted, you know, yeah, I said it, I think he performs the best out out wide, but at the in the end I think he's going to be starting next to Guido a lot more, unless you know something happens to Renato. You know what? I I I want to bring something up, and I know this is maybe something very contradicting to what a lot of people would think, but I think Mateus Uribe's best games are performed through that middle of the park with Guido Rodriguez. And I say this, and I know a lot of people are going to point out and say, "Look, against whatever he scores two goals in that position against." Um, against Leon, he scores two, the, that same posi- uh, in that same position. He scores those two goals. But if you notice in this Leon matchup, Guido Rodriguez scores both goals in not a wide position. I, the first goal comes off uh, kind of a, a mistake. You know, Jeremy Menes tries to, I, I guess, shoot the ball low enough. Uh, Yarbrough slips and and, is, and tries to parry the ball away, and Mateo Uribe is there and and runs up and and just kind of you know shoots that ball into the corner that yes he granted he was in that position maybe because he was playing on the wide but he has a tendency to run up a lot he has a tendency to kind of move forward and get into those positions where you would normally see a winger or a attacker and he does that very well even in that center mid position and if you notice the second goal he isn't playing right mid at that point he's actually a center mid uh, because of what uh, the tactical change that uh, Piojo did. He moves Mateo Suribe in that position. So Paola Aguilar is able to then pass it to him. And then we see, of course, the rocket of a shot that, that he gives us, of course. So I think he's better off in that center mid position. He's he's more kind of a center mid who has the freedom to be a center attacking mid, which is amazing uh, because Guido Rodriguez gives you that liberty to be that set of player because of course he's going to be able to cover uh, you know as much as the pitch as possible he you know he basically does the work of two people this is, which is why he's a why Mateo Suribe was able to do that so I think I think if we're being honest I think Mateo Suribe for me in general and, I, and maybe a lot of people as well listening to this would will agree with me that he is better off in that midfield position with Guido Rodriguez and keeping Renato Ibarra out wide is the better option. Although, don't get me wrong, Mateo Sirius can definitely play in that position. He looks comfortable. He looks creative, and naturally, that's where he's wanted to play. But I think he's fit in this role much better, and and I would prefer him to be and stay in that role. Yeah, no, no, I get you, man. You know, I'm I'm just saying too, like you know, uh, I just don't think he easily takes over Renato's spot. I think Renato still starts there regardless. But I'm just saying, like you know, we see him as this versatile player that can play that position. So. I, I think you know, regardless, you know, he's gonna thrive wherever Piojo puts him, whether it be next to next to Guido or if it's gonna be out wide, you know, right there in the right mid spot. And so it's just interesting to see how how it goes forward, you know, especially with us still having to deal with Golden Champions, you know, it's just it'd be interesting to see how much he gets playing time out there if, if Miguel Herrera makes that rotation and puts him out out there that wide. No, yeah, yeah, I agree, I agree. Um, so I think. We can definitely say that he I, he was definitely the the better player in that matchup. I think if you think of a player that performed his best, I think maybe it was probably Guido. I mean, no, excuse me, Guido. Um, it was probably Mateo Soribe. 
Yeah, yeah, no doubt, dude. Okay, so I think should we award the Eagle Eye Podcast uh, Man of the Match to Guido Rodriguez this week? I mean, no, not Guido. Why no, do I, I keep was saying say Guido? Why Guido? I was about to say not Guido. <laughs> That's what I was thinking too. I was about to say, oh, I don't know about Guido. You could give it to him, but I was going to give it to Mateo Soribe. <laughs> uh, so I give it to Mateo Soribe. Uh, and I think I know why I have Guido in my mind, and I'll get to that in a second. But, yeah, I I, I think it's fair to say that he's, he's earned it, no? Yeah, yeah, no doubt, man. He, he obviously worked for it, and he worked this week, and we've seen it, you know. Slay, you know, it's a good signing, you know. Um, I think, who was it? Was it either... Monterey, I think this were linked with him before he signed with America. Tigres, yeah, yeah, Tigres, yeah. So I mean, I mean, regardless, you know, I don't know how much Tigres would have used him, but Tigres missed out on a good player. I mean, we 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 got to get into the stick in the end. Yeah, we definitely, definitely did. I, I I like. I think he's doing a fantastical, a fantastical. Look, I can't even say words correctly. <laughs> a fantastic job. I apologize to all of you guys listening and thinking this guy's rambling on. I'm not. This has been a long day. Alrighty, so um, who, who? Let me flip the question around here now. Who do you think had his worst performance in an America jersey against Leon? You know, I I didn't really really literally like Menez the way Menez was playing a little bit. I I just feel like he wasn't giving us that much of that creativity. You know, kind of like what we said, like overall the team wasn't giving that creativity. But I feel like it was Menace who stood out the most that really didn't give that much that I was looking for from the whole squad going forward. Yeah, I'll agree with you. I think it was Menace. But ultimately, I mean, I even tweeted this out during the halftime. Uh, during halftime, it, it, it just seemed like there was a lack of creativity, uh, maybe even a lack of motivation. It was a very dull game at points. You know, it was very back and forth. Uh, obviously, we get the we get the goal, but really, it's it's not exactly what you would like to see. This is a matchup that we said we got to go out there, we got to prove, we got to demonstrate why we're undefeated, why we're the best team, and this, this, and that. And the the boys kind of just showed up and said, "All right, I'm here to play." You know, let's see what happens. I mean, granted, I think the only reason why we saw a matchup like that was probably because Leon wasn't really up for the challenge because they weren't really looking to to make it some uh, such a, you know, contest for us, especially because of all the injuries that they had. But even then, uh, they had some pretty good opportunities themselves. So, I mean, you know, uh, someone says that Paola Aguilar was the worst player. What uh, what's your what's your thoughts on that? I thought Bayulab was okay. You know, I mean, just, you know, like you said, you know, just, just the whole team didn't play that well together. You know, could it be due to the fact of the rotations? Could it be due to the fact that, you know, people, everybody's tired and lack of motivation? Like, that's just something that, that you could just judge on yourself and judge on your own. You know, uh, uh, to me, Menace stood out to me as not being the best player on the pitch. You know, I, I kind of wish that we saw Menace, um, off a little sooner. Um, was he subbed off? I can't remember exactly if he was subbed off. I think yeah, he, he was. was. Yeah, he was. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I, mean, I I just I just wish he was subbed off a little a little sooner than when he was. I I, I to me I think Bargy Lud played played okay. Yeah. And, you know, it's, it's, yeah. I uh, Menes was substituted in minute seventy five. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it it goes back to what I always say too. You know, is see substitutions. You know that that hurts the end. Because I mean, let, let's say we're we're not we're not winning the game at this point. Let's say we're still drawn. We're still drawing a zero zero or something. You know, what I mean, it, it's just it's something like like that that I wish Piojo would kind of see better. You know, like when these players aren't performing, you know, let's put on a player that's gonna 
perform or something like like Henny Martini. You know, I I feel like Henny Martini. If he would have got subbed on, we would he we would have seen him stood out and play. You know, because he has something to prove now. Because it's been a while since we've actually seen this kid perform well. That's true. I think I think um I'll, let me first touch upon the subject about Menace. I think Menace was uh, ultimately for me the the worst player on the pitch. He he's I don't know what happens. He, I, I don't want to say he's lost the spark because I, I feel like we haven't really seen the best menace yet. Um, he's looked a little bit dull. He's, I, I don't know exactly what's going on. He could still, obviously he's still adapting to everything, um, to the altura, to, to the team, to the environment, all that stuff. And granted, he's still going there, but he's had a good long time already. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of, you know, when are we going to see the best menace? And I think, you know, Johnny said that we won't see the best menace until next season. You know, and granted that could be a possibility, but you still want to see something out of this guy because this is a guy that was scoring a couple goals, that was making good plays, that seemed to be kind of the motor of the team when needed. And and now it looks like he's just kind of, you know, even his first touch is looking pretty horrible at, at, at some points of the match. You know, he has time to play the easy ball. He has time to pick up his head. He has time to look for the open player. And even though he does that, it looks like he's still thinking one or two or three seconds later, and maybe he's overthinking the play, which I mean, what, what, what do you, what do you think is going on? Why, why is it that he's being like this? Why do you think he's maybe struggling a little bit more than we expected him to after the start he had? I don't, I don't really think, you know, he's still yet at a hundred, you know, uh, to me, from where we first judged that where he was at whenever he made his debut, I feel like he's gone down a little bit. I don't think he really merits all of these starts that he's been getting so far. I feel like he should be more on the bench in a little bit. So I, f- I feel like a little bit that Piojo is pressured to use him in a sense, because he's trying to get a sense that like, Hey, you know, we got our Frenchman too. So let, let's go out and show what he's got. And he hasn't shown nothing yet. And, you know, in the end, it's, I feel like it's hurting us in the long run a little bit because we see we see this formation change a little bit too with Menace playing behind, whether it be Oribe Pelata or Henny Martin. And so, you know, I've, that formation is hurting us too whenever we could still be sticking with this 4-4-2 in the end and, and getting the results that we can get because the 4-4-2 has been working for us and we really haven't seen the 4-2-3-1 really working for us that much. Yeah, I think you, you talked about this. It's that formation that doesn't help us because we don't have – a striker that works off just being alone. I mean, yeah. granted, Oribe can do it, but he's in in his later stages now. It looks like he's he's doing more of the menace role than you know dropping back, getting receiving the ball deep inside. You know, trying to push up with it, trying to make the plays happen. And if he's doing that and menace is down, I mean, exactly what you know what exactly is going on? Who's going to be our striker? So I think in that end, like I told you, and I think we talked about it too. Henry Martin is not a is not a striker yet that can play on his own. He needs he needs someone to feed off of as well. So I, you know, yeah, that that formation is hurting us. Having menace on the pitch and not having you know some alternative to that is really is a bother because it you know we should be able to play menace and still have a great squad that can compete and that can look great on the pitch. So that's that's frustrating. I, I want to touch up on the whole Paul Aguilar red card thing because there was a lot of people, uh, you know, mad at him ex- for for the red card. My question to you is: Was it? Do you think it merited a red card? His his challenge. I don't think so. I I, I was 
as as you know, I was, I was at the I was at the bar, so I really couldn't show, show my frustrations. Yeah, for, for, for that. So I mean, um, no, well, I got I got frustrated with that man, you know. So I mean, it's something that I don't want to see. It's something that you know the player that 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 can be so good. You know, arguably one of the best right backs in the Liga Mekis right now, and you see him get a red card like that. I mean, it, um, in honesty, too, it was a it was a little bit of a silly challenge. You know, that's uh, which something you don't ever want to see, and it's just those silly challenges that can hurt you in the long run too. And instead of seeing a yellow, we see a straight red instead. No, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm one of those people who think it it could either be it could be one one or the other. I could I could see why the referee gives a red card. And I can see why he would not give work or why that challenge could easily be a yellow. You know, it's it, it really was a coin flip at the end of the day. Paul Aguilar, you know, got the wrong end of the stick this time. He gets the red card. And because of that, I think because of that, the match changes dramatically for us because easily with Paul Aguilar still on the pitch, I think we could have seen Henry Martin and maybe even Diego Linus come on. But because of that, now Pio Herrera needs to, you know, scramble and kind of change his tactics in order to secure this victory. Because, of course, you never know what could happen at, 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 a, at a late stage like that. So that's why you see in the 75-minute minutes coming off for Orrantia and then so on and so forth. Which is something good, you know, kind of what you point out, you know, Piojo adapted to this. So Piojo, you see Piojo make the the necessary tactical change that he needed to keep this keep this clean sheet to keep the two one the two the two zero lead which he did and you know that's something that I want to see from Piojo every time you know is to adapt to what you see on the pitch you know regardless if we're a man down you know or, or regardless if the other team's down even 11 v 11 you know that's something that I want to see is Piojo adapting and changing his tactics that as the game goes along to help better the team yeah yeah I think he he did he did what he needed to do I as soon as the red card came out I think all of us who had a who had hope that we were going to see Diego Linus come off the bench, uh, I think at that point our our hopes died with that red card because of course, like I mentioned, Piojo had to make all those substitutions and make tweak all those formations with me. And there was no room for for Linus to come in. There was even room for Mar- uh, for Henry Martin to come in. So, I mean, you know, granted, it's 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 a little bitter there, but I mean, ultimately we we get the three points, we get the victory. Obviously, there's a lot that we still want to work on. But, I mean, if you could take away one thing from this match besides the win, besides the three points, what, what do you take away? Um, we scored more than one goal. You know, I feel like we kind of uh, – Mateo Sariba was the only person that brought his shooting boots, you know, I got got his brace, you know. I wish we finally see this guy score a hat trick, you know. But, you know, sadly we haven't yet, and so I'm still waiting for that day that Mateo Sariba scores a hat trick. That day will be fun. That day will be fun. Um, it's it's gonna be an interesting game on uh, on Sunday, which we'll get to the preview a little bit later on the show. But like I mentioned, no Pablo Aguilar is gonna be there. That's the one thing I do I, I take away from this is that even in his not so great match, we still see a very good, decent Guido Rodriguez on the pitch. You know, he wasn't the same Guido. He wasn't the Guido that was, you know, doing all this, you know, tackles and all this stuff. Because there was times in the game, I think that he he messed up on on some passes or maybe was a little bit off positioning. But even, I, I, and I, I think it has to do with mostly with fatigue. But even, you know, not the best Guido still did uh, a lot of work. You know, I think this is a Guido maybe like at 70%. Then, you know, he still managed to 
to cover spaces to do things well. And I think that's my one takeaway from this game is that we have someone in the midfield, someone that I think we have lacked for years now. I want to say years now that no no real solid midfielder. And he's come in and he's taken over the role. And even in a game where he doesn't shine or he doesn't do his, his utmost best, he still is able to kind of carry the team on the shoulder in that sense and say, you know, I, I, still, I still somewhat got you guys. Yeah, man. I'm no, I, I agree with you on that. You know, you know, the fatigue I think is carrying the team, you know, with um traveling too, you know, with this coffee cap champions, you know, and it, you can see it affecting the team too as well. But you know, Guido at Guido's work rate is always gonna be high no matter what. And Guido covering the ground, you know, is something that we need in the team and he's doing a great job at it, you know, even with even with him looking tired. So like that, like you said, he's not making the tackles, you know, his passes were off a little bit still, you know. He knows he's got work to do, and he's gonna gonna continue to work no matter what. Yep, yep. Um, well, pretty much to wrap up the review, I think ultimately, if we need to summarize this, it's it's good three points, a not so good performance, and I think we definitely, you know, we 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 can say that our depth is definitely coming in 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 hand so far into the season. You know, so ultimately those three things I think is what we take away from this. Anything else you want to add on? Um, no, I'm good, man. I think I think we covered everything. So let us know uh what do you guys think about the Leon game? Uh do you guys think we maybe we missed something out? Um before we go and talk about Conca Champions, I I think we should talk a little bit about Diego Linus and, and the situation going on with him. A lot of people and I'm I'm speaking to those of you on Twitter. A lot of people are saying Diego Linus needs to leave America and Diego Linus needs to get some game time somewhere else. He that it's absolutely at this point, it's for at this point, it's uh kind of like mission impossible. You need to break out Diego Linus. You know, do you think it's it's gotten to that point? Do you think it's it's that it's that bad of a of a season that we need to uh, that Diego Linus maybe is thinking I need to get out of here. Um, I don't, I don't really think so, you know, because like I've always told you too, and you know, uh, I've always people hear me on the podcast, and I'll just repeat myself over and over and over, and I'll, I'll say it again right now, is that you know, Diego said he came out and said that he's happy just to be playing, playing his game. He's happy playing with the U twenties, but it's gotta suck for the kid because you know the kid's thinking when he makes these bench appearances that he, he's possibly gonna be have some gaming time. And it's, it, you know, it sucks for him. And it, and you got to think what the kid's thinking too. Whenever he, the game's over and he's still on the bench and he hadn't come off the bench. And so, you, you, you know, he's itching for some, for some, um, some minutes in the, the first, first team squad. You know, no, he's yeah. got to be itching for those minutes, dude. Yeah. But, and you was, know what? The funny thing is, though, because I was watching this with my, with my uncle and my dad in the game. And, you know, they kind of panned out into the, into the bench and, and the, and the substitute, the subs were warming up, and you just kind of saw Diego Linus, you know, doing his stretches and all that stuff. But you know, they they were joking around. They're like, you know, look, he's he's not even getting the touch on ganas because he knows he's not gonna get on. You know, it's like, and and it goes back to what you're saying. You can only imagine what this guy's thinking whenever he gets called up on the bench. You know. Yeah, I mean, you know, going back to. I think it was the last part or two pods ago that she said, you know, La Vopa's America is different from Diojo's America now. You know, yeah. obviously at the time, La Vopa played Linus because, you know, 
due to some injuries. And so Linus was the, was the guy to play and you see this kid play and you see this guy stand out a lot. You see this kid make some good plays and, you know, and, you know, we didn't see him a lot in the Aventura because, you know, obviously he was at with the U 17 at the world cup. And now, you know, you see the guy ready for the next step, ready for the next challenge, but yeah, he doesn't get that challenge. And that's, that's what sucks is that he's, he's, he's ready for the challenge too, but he's, he's, He's not. He's not given the challenge from Piojo. He's still sitting there waiting to be given the challenge. You know what? And and yes, I agree that it sucks that he's there. And I want to throw out something. This is maybe quote unquote a conspiracy theory, but look, when Abolpe came out with Diego Linus, everyone kind of hailed him for bringing him out. This kid, sixteen years old, giving him his debut. Everyone hailed him like, "Oh my gosh, you know, you're you're an amazing coach." At that same point, Miguel Herrera had also debuted Carlos Vargas, roughly about the same age, 17 years old. You know, kid, he was playing starting week in and week out for Cholos. And Pio Herrera kind of got mad, like, hey, why are you guys giving La Volpe the praise when I've done literally the same thing and none of you guys have kind of batted, you know, an eye this way? Obviously, for those of you who already know, there's always been a tension between Piojo and La Volpe. No surprise there, but does Piojo look at Diego Linus and think, La Volpe and kind of maybe his ego, maybe his machismo, maybe, you know, a little bit stubborn in the head because this is a La Volpe player that he debuted, that he thinks, no, I'm not going to play him and give La Volpe the credit. I'm going to play Vargas instead and kind of make myself look like the better coach. Oh, man, that's a really good point you pointed out. I've never really, really thought about that. You know, because it's, it's, I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, I, I get what you're, I get where you're coming from. Yeah. It's true because this is, look, I wouldn't even talk about him. And, and me and you yesterday were, were joking about him the whole time. But Carlos Vargas, again, didn't have a good game. Mm-hmm. Did not have a good game. It looks like he's, you know, not looking comfortable in that left back position. He took a free kick for some odd reason that didn't, didn't even get close to going into the goal. It, so it's like, now I don't want to say why we keep playing him. If if he hasn't shown anything, he showed good stuff last season. He's showing he showed good stuff at the starting of the season. What's going on now? It it can factor a whole bunch of different things. But you know he's not playing his best football. Why wouldn't you give Diego Linus the opportunity? But you're giving Carlos Vargas all these opportunities when uh, even some of us are thinking, why is Carlos Vargas even on the pitch at this point? Yeah, man. I mean. I don't know. It, you know, between your conspiracy theory and you know, <laughs> which you know, which is a great point that I've never really thought about until you brought it up and stuff. But you know, it it comes back to America also not addressing the left back position. And you know, obviously, you know, like you said, Piojo gave Carlos Vargas his debut, and Carlos Vargas performed well. For Cholos, and then you know, pr- perform well at the beginning of the season too, as like, as like that. And so you know, Piojo actually knows the kid, and you know, I don't know, maybe Piojo doesn't know Linus as well. He does Vargas, and Piojo has the confidence bestowed in Vargas. You know, we see Vargas starting week in, week out, uh, until you know he got that knock. You know, I feel like after after he got that injury, what was it about three weeks ago, maybe? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I, I don't, I haven't seen him come back for that. And we see William Da Silva go back to left back, which you know, Da Silva, you know, ran which he's out. actually looking all right. You know, yeah, yeah, he, yeah, he, he look, he looks okay in that position. But you know, I think it comes back to Well as saying that 
the left back position had been addressed, you know, I feel like Bioho kind of just do regardless. I'm like, hey, you know, you played for me last in the op- you know, last time. You know, you're gonna play for me again, but you're gonna do it in here. And granted, yeah, like you said, we've seen Carlos Vargas have have some good moments in the left back position, but you know, and again, you know, he's I don't feel like he's still still comfortable regardless of those good of those good uh those good games that he's had. Yeah, I I think uh, I think we're still yet to see the best of Vargas. Hopefully, he can perform. Um, and well, we haven't even seen anything of Linus. Here's two questions for you. Two questions for you. And we'll close out this Linus talk. One, is it, should we, as an America fan base, start panicking about Linus? Not, uh, maybe potentially leaving in any minutes, so on and so forth. And two, will, do you, do you think Diego Linus will even get any minutes this season? No, I don't, I don't think we should panic about Linus, you know. I just, I, I just, about the minutes. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, yeah, he, he does, he does merit minutes. You know, I want to see the, I want to see this kid have minutes because we've seen what this kid can do. We've seen this kid today, even in preseason, man, even in preseason, we've seen him, um, stand out yeah. a little bit, even, even though it was just that one, the Luca game that was, uh, that was televised, you know, because obviously they played a game before the Toluca game, but that one wasn't aired. And so then they go to Houston, and then that one was against Toluca, and we see him stand out. And we, we've seen what he can do. And obviously, you know, you hear this kid's name in the U-17 World Cup, and who else's name do you hear from from that World Cup now? I mean, you don't, you don't hear nobody that. He's the only name that stood out throughout the whole World Cup for the national team, for the Mexican national team. And so, I mean, why not? Why not give him the minutes, man? But no, I, I mean, overall, I don't think we should panic. You know, he's still got time, you know, but if you're panicking about him leaving in the summer, then yeah, then you, you, I think you should panic because I, I feel like Diego, Diego could possibly leave here soon. Okay. Okay. Do you think we'll see him anytime soon? You know, yeah. You know, when I told you last night, no. I kind of, I kind of had money on him to start tomorrow, <laughs> but then I realized he's with the U twenty team, so. getting ready, getting ready to play Brazil. So I mean, I mean, obviously not tomorrow, not Saturday, but I don't know. I, I feel like maybe once we, if once we clinch a spot in the playoffs, I feel like we get ahead of like, okay, you know, we'll, let's play the kid. Because it's interesting that we're we're getting to that point in the season where. We don't really have opponents where you can give Linus the opportunity to do what he has to do without having to jeopardize the result at you know at hand. Because yeah, we're, getting, it, we're getting we're getting to the stage where we, you know semifinals of the Conca Champions, and then we're getting up against some very very tough opponents. We have Toluca, then we have Cruz Azul. Um, who do we have after Cruz Azul? We have not Santos, is it? No, we have Necaxa. So I could potentially yeah. see him. I would like to say I could potentially see him against Necaxa, but to be honest, Necaxa is playing really good at this point of the season. I, you know, and away over there, it's not going to be easy either. So I, I don't really see him featuring in that game either. Then you have Monterrey. No, I, he's not. He's not going to feature against Monterrey. Coming off the bench, maybe, maybe that's a huge maybe. And then you have a game against Puebla away, which is maybe maybe the one matchup where he can actually start and you can be like, okay, because you know, it's Puebla, although Puebla granted to them, they've had a very good season and you can definitely see them actually coming and, and, and opposing America to have a really good game. 
And then you have the last game of the season before you start the Liga, which is going to be against Santos. Again, another another really good team this season that I don't think Pio Herrera is going to want to put Diego Linus in the starting lineup. So potentially there's only one game of the season left for uh, Diego Linus to kind of maybe start, and that's against Puebla. And and, and that's not until April 20th. And, you so, know, it is it, also that point of the season, too, where, you know, I'm not necessarily calling out any teams. Or I'm not for sure about points. But, you know, it's also that point of the season where fourth place is like like five points away from like 13th place. You know, it's, yeah. it's, it's, it's that thin, too. So, I mean, it, it's cutting it really close. But I just, I just feel like if we can lock up a playoff spot pretty soon, you know, I feel like he at least come off the bench. And I think that's what Piojo said he's always wanted to do. He wants... He wants to secure that playoff spot before anything else, you know, because he knows he has conquer champions coming up and he, that's a priority, you know, because they asked him about how important was it that he has this kind of a meeting record. And he said, at the, you know, the record means nothing to me at this point of the season, and it will mean nothing to me if we do not get a title. He says, we are contending and we are fighting for two championships, the conquer champions and the Liga Maggie's title. He says, if I do not get a title at all, then this unbeaten record means nothing. And I think w- if your coach comes out and tells you that, it, it shows what the mentality is, not only around the club, but what also is being displayed to the players. Yeah, exactly, man. I mean, you know, people keep keep saying, you know, oh, we're unbeaten, we're unbeaten, we're unbeaten. But what have you won yet? We haven't won nothing, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'll still go around and be like, oh, yeah, we're still unbeaten. Like, you know, we haven't lost a game, but really – what have we won? We haven't won nothing here. We haven't really shown that merit. So while we're unbeaten, we're still contending. You know, like you said, like like Fiola said too. So right now, you know, really it means nothing at the moment. Yeah, yeah, I I, I agree with you, and and I I think Piojarada would agree with us too if he was if he was listening to the podcast, which I hope he does. I hope someone in America is like, hey, look, there's an English English podcast. Do you want to listen to it? And Piojarada's like, yeah, put it on while I eat. And, you know, and he's listening to us. Maybe. <laughs> Probably not. But uh, that wraps it up for this segment of the podcast. Now we're going to move on into what is the Conca Champions. Hopefully, Diego Linus is able to get himself a couple of minutes. Um, and, really, we thought this was going to be the time to to get him minutes. Last, uh, the last, which was the round of 16, and this, the, the quarterfinals. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem to be the case, uh, but now we need to focus on Tauro FC. Now, we're going to give you guys a little bit of a backstory. Of course, you guys know it. Last week, we weren't able to really live tweet or even preview the game because, of course, we had everything going on with the Clásico Nacional. We were over there with the Chivas del Norte people who, again, thank you for coming out. Um, so we kind of pushed that to the side. We didn't want to. It, we felt bad about it. But ultimately, I think that's what we decided was the best for the podcast. But we're, we're back. We're definitely going to be previewing this game because I think it's a very important one. Even though people say it's not as important as maybe all these other matchups going on. But I still think it's important because we're going to see a couple of players. Maybe tell Pio Jorera, look, look at me. Put me in the starting 11. I'm here to do a good job. And two players stand out that maybe will need to have an amazing performance to kind of, you know, cement themselves in the starting position. One being Eten Alvarez 
and two being Henry Martin. We'll talk about the lineup in a little bit, but uh, let's first talk about the first leg. Now, first leg ends in a 4-0 victory. Uh, Dylan, I'm not so sure. Were you able to catch the, somewhat of the game? I know that uh, you after the podcast, you were doing some stuff too for school, so you weren't uh, 100% on there. Yeah, guys, I'm sorry. You know, I just uh, – I was kind of one of the main reasons, too, we did it on the Tuesday <laughs> with uh, – with uh, my school scheduling and everything I had going on that week, I couldn't really move it, so I had to. We had to stick with the time, so I apologize. But um, let's see. I caught it. I caught it whenever it was about the, just say the fiftieth to the sixtieth minute, up until the end of the game, which I was able to catch. So I caught about that much, and you know, really, you know, I can't really say much to the team because I wish I saw the whole thing, which I wasn't able to see the whole thing. And so I think the team did pretty well. I'm not really don't really remember the lineup that that well. But I think the team performed pretty good against Dotto. Um with it being a home game too, you know, which granted, you know, even though it was a Tuesday night game, you know, I still think we played good, you know. Now, I can't really speak to it that much more, Ivan, to be honest with you, because, like I said, I didn't watch the whole thing, and I still had other stuff going on. So, like, my eyes were kind of, like, up and down, looking at my homework and looking <laughs> back at the game. So, you know, I, I can't really speak that much to it. All right. Now, I guess I'll, I'll I'll take over for this one. I actually had the game on while we were recording the podcast. Um, So I was kind of, I don't know, for those of you who maybe caught on, I was kind of, like, going like this back and forth while some of you guys were talking, trying to multitask. I caught the first half somewhat. I'm not going to say it was a perfect, I was able to analyze it perfectly, but what I got away from it was we score a brilliant goal from Joe, Joe Benny Corona. Absolutely amazing. A screamer, but that is pretty much it. There's, there's not really much going on. That Quintero looks like he's absolutely nothing. And then, you know, it's, it's the, the team isn't the, the team is lacking dynamic going forward, creativity, blah, 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 blah. What we've said time and time again, because this seems to be a recurring theme that maybe we should talk about when we, when we talk about the Toluca matchup, but um, the, the team and the match itself looked pretty dull in the first half. I mean, granted you know, people can attest to that. It was not the goodest. It was not the goodest. It was not the best game for America, you know? So um, even the second half, even the second half was was pretty was pretty dull in itself. Um, it's not until uh, you know the big boys kind of come in. It's not until Oriol Peralta comes in. It's not until Cecilia Dominguez comes in that you don't that you really see uh, this America kind of come to life. You know, it was one nil, one nil up to the seventieth minute, and it takes uh, you know Henry Martin. To come in and score a wonderful header goal, and then Cecilio, then um, who is it? Then Ibarwin. So you know, mm-hmm. those are four goals. The result will be will show four nil, but it will not tell the story of the game. It uh, it actually could have been one one uh, before the half uh, if it wasn't for Marchesin's great save. I don't know if you were able to catch that save. No, I wasn't, but I saw the I saw the pictures of the video of it, and I yeah, was like, yeah, yeah. "Oh my gosh!" Like, you know, you know, like when you talk about you know playing that goalkeeper spot, you know, with whenever whenever we go out and play pickup games, you know, and I was just like, like just breathtaking to me. <laughs> it is, it is. It was it was a very good save, but it could have easily been one one. Yeah. So, um, it, you know the the results a little bit lying about the performance, but. The result is what it is. We get that 4-0 advantage. It's what we were looking for. 
And uh, we're pretty safe to say that a lot of people are pretty safe to say that this is pretty much wrapped up and done. So, could have been five, right? Could have yeah, been five. Could have, could have easily been six if it wasn't for yeah. a couple of you know different interventions, whether it be the post, the goalkeeper, or or defender. It it was a p- pretty poor performance, but it was well rounded in the sense that we got the result that we wanted. You know, all, ultimately five goals, six goals would have been much much better. But now we go into Panama with a 4-0 advantage. A lot of people are writing this game as pretty much done and dusted. I am one of those people who think this game is actually, you know, it's done. And now we're going up against them tomorrow looking for a result. Notice how I said result and not victory. Because what is a result tomorrow? A result is anywhere from a victory to a loss that is probably maybe two by two goals. That is a result for us. Even me saying that we lose this matchup tomorrow is still a result if we go through into the next round. That is a result. We are. I feel like we're we're gonna contest. We're gonna try to fight for that game. Ultimately, though, I think we're going into this thinking we don't need to force ourselves. We don't need to go above and beyond. This is pretty much written off. All we need to do is just kind of defend, hold our position, and just hold on to the ball as much as possible. If they score one, all right. If they score two, okay. But that's pretty much it. I don't think it goes past that. Even if we take a loss and we still advance, I still think that's a result. Yeah, man. Yeah, I get you. But, you know, to me, you know, I look at it a little different. You know, we're still a second. Like, I I think, you know, to give this team a little confidence, we I think we should still got to perform as best as we can. You know, obviously, you know, we've seen uh, the lineup too, the supposed lineup that Piojo is going to be using tomorrow, which, you know, is a bit interesting. I don't know if you wanted to talk about that here in a minute. But, yeah. you know, I, yeah, but I, I, uh, regardless, dude, I mean, I still think the team needs to go out and perform good as well to give these players some confidence, you know, because like you said, you know, we're, we're lacking that um, decision-making in the final third, you know, sometimes our shooting boots aren't there. And, you know, it's I just want to see a good performance overall, no matter what, you know, uh, get whatever result we can get. But, I mean, don't you think the team's going to come out here like we won 4-0? And should we even even force ourselves? No, I mean, not necessarily force yourself. I mean, I mean, but like, you know, I th- I think I think Merritt, you know, we're going to have a good game no matter what. I don't think we're going to necessarily um park the bus that much as we think think we are. As I think I am. That I, I think the team is tomorrow or with the formation regardless. I, I still think Bill is going to be a little con- conservative, be balanced at least, you know, going forward and defending no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. I Although mean, here's um, the thing. No, go ahead. Go ahead. I mean, cause, cause I mean, like, I, I think anything can happen. You know, um, you know, cause I mean, I mean, you know, it's not necessarily comparable. I mean, look at Barcelona coming back last year whenever they were down at, at PSG. <laughs> You're I, thinking that was gonna pull up a Barcelona. Game. I mean, I'm, 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 I'm not necessarily saying I thought it was gonna pull up, pull that off. But I'm just saying, like, you just never know. I mean, you know, I, I, I feel that's the FC Dallas fan in you that is still hurt over the last the last round. Hey man, hey man. Hey man. I I there's I no way that Tauro pulls off Barcelona <laughs> on us. Um but let me tell you, I think you're right. I think we still need to go out there and perform even though I think the players might not to because look, it's a very important thing that a lot of people have touched up on is um e- even the even our good friends down at Terrasac Americanista who talked about this and on their show said it's important to get a result here because it's important that we kind of manipulate the semifinal and the final so that we play both of those at home in the second leg 
you know, it's it's kind of important that we kind of because it's it's a weird thing that 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 Concacaf has going on. Even though it's kind of like a knockout stage, there's still kind of points, quote unquote, points that are kind of uh, attached to these each different game. So the more you win, and the more by the more wins you have, rather than the draws and losses, then it kind of scales you up on the points. And whichever and whenever the two teams meet up, whoever has said the most points kind of dictates. Okay. I get to have the away leg at, uh, at at my home ground. So I think that's the most important part. We need to go out there and still get the victory if we want to close out the Conca champions in our home stadium. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, I, I still feel like even if it be a, a 1-0 victory, you know, I still think that could carry some weight over with some confidence from players. I mean, because like you said, you know, the likes of players like Edson Alvarez, you know, they got something to prove. Tomorrow, and so I, I want to see them go out and have a good performance, not just some lazy half put it performance. You know, like you said, even though you think this game's put away, which you know I I don't really think it's necessarily put away until it's all over and said and done. No, I get that, I get that, and and it's a, a good thing you you brought that up. I think the one player that needs to have a great performance alongside Edson is Henry Martin. If he can bag himself one, two, even three goals. Wow, can you imagine the confidence boost that's that that that's gonna give Henry Martin? Yeah, so like you know, when, going back to like I said, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a game for players to gain some confidence, you know, regardless if the game's put away or not. That's why that's why I still don't really think we should we should take the game as lightly, and, you know. But I mean, like I said, you know, it could it could be different from the formation that supposedly leaked out, you know, that that Bielho's gonna start tomorrow. So let's talk about that. Let's let's go into the detail. Let's preview this matchup for tomorrow. So, practically confirmed lineup. Um, there's maybe one one or two doubts at the most. Um, but Piojo Herrera has come out and said he is going out with a 5-3-2. We have Marchesin in goal. We have Paul Aguilar or, or Charlie Orrantia at right back. We have uh, Aldo Cruz at left wing back. We have center backs of Edson Alvarez, Bruno Valdez, and Carlos Vargas in the midfield. We have Joe Benny Corona playing a little a bit deeper with Willem da Silva on the right and Ibarwin on the left. Those two can actually alternate, it doesn't really matter. Um, and up top, we're gonna see Daron Quintero and we're gonna see Henry Martin. Henry Martin, although it's gonna be playing kind of as a lone striker in this game because Darwin is gonna float around the pitch as much as possible. So Knowing that lineup, knowing how each of these players work and play, knowing kind of what Piojo's tactic is with this 5-3-2, because we said that his formation, whenever he kind of feels like he needs to be a little bit more defensive, is always a 5-3-2. What are your thoughts? What are your feelings going into tomorrow's matchup? It feels good. You know, like, I mean, I look at this formation and the players that are in it, you know, it seems like you, like we said, that 5-2-2, a little defensive more than attacking. But at the same time, I feel like Bielho is going to be balanced with which players go forward, which players stay back, being able to defend, which, you know, is a good thing too as well. You know, but, you know, kind of going back to what I said, you know, it's, I don't, I don't think, I don't think regardless, you know, it's in Panama, it's an away game. So it really shouldn't be taken lightly, which I don't think people is showing with this lineup. I still think those players are going to go out and perform to the best as they can, no matter what tomorrow. Question here is, um, I told you that both Henry and Edson have to have a really good game, but who, 
who is going to be our most important player going forward? Do you think it, it is? Um, going forward, I'd, I think it's going to have to be Wadigwin. Okay, yeah, nice. I, I, was, I was actually thinking the same thing. Yeah, because I, I, f- I feel like he's still got a lot to prove, too, um, given that, you know, he's new to the clubs, club still, technically, and, you know, we still haven't really seen the best of him yet. So I feel like this game is a good game for him to show out, too, which, you know, at the same time, you know, it's a different formation. And so it'd be interesting to see how he plays out, too, as well. Yeah, I'm 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 on board with that too. I think he he still has a lot to prove in an American jersey. Um, he definitely needs to prove that he is worthy of a starting eleven spot. I'm not saying he's gonna get it right away, but I think he's he's merited that. Um, and overall, I think it's 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 gonna be him who is gonna be fed a lot alongside with Daron Quintero. If those two can link up, I mean they're both Colombian, so I think it's uh. It, it it could be a really good game for him, and hopefully, you know, he showed against Taudo that he he was up for it in in the first leg. Hopefully, in the second leg, he's a little bit more up to it too. So I think yeah, we can both agree. Uh, Ibarra wins definitely the player to move forward, uh, and who's maybe going to be our most dangerous player. Hopefully, I you know cross my fingers here that Henry Martin will get himself a pretty good performance as well. Yeah, yeah, I hope Henry Martin scores one. You know, or even provide an assist. You know, I think either one will be a great boost to his confidence. So we know that the formation is going to be a five-three-two, right? Yes. Uh, tactically speaking, what do you think this team has to do in order to? Uh, what's a good way? In, in order for us to look good on the ball and and get forward, what does the what does the team need to do in order to get a victory? Plain and simple. You know. Since since we're seeing this five three two and it being defensive too, man, um, it's it's gonna be bound to the possession and how possession is being held and how the ball is gonna get played out too as well and distributed to the players in the midfield too as well. You know, one thing I've always told you, you know, uh, the the game's won in the midfield and so I think this midfield can get it done and this midfield can hold the possession and link up well with the with uh, either Henry or, or Quintero up front. Yeah, yeah. Someone just pointed out to us um, that even though they're both Colombian, that win and Ibarra win, that uh, it sh- I shouldn't have <laughs> put it that way because it's not ultimate team. <laughs> so, <laughs> you shout out again to the to the people down at the Resaca Americanista. Uh, they're right; it's not an ultimate team, so you don't you don't get that uh, nine chemistry right away, um, especially <laughs> with 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 two players that haven't played so much on the pitch. My only concern is that. We don't know exactly what Darwin we're going to get out there on the pitch. You know, is he going to yeah. be supporting or is he going to be kind of like dead weight? Yeah, no, that's just one. That's one thing that kind of like uh, worried me a little bit how Darwin's going to Darwin's going to be. You know, it kind of worried me, too, that if Henry would be left alone up top as a striker. And, you know, kind of like we said, we, we don't think Henry Martin is that type of striker yet to be playing by himself. Yeah, I guess that's the only worrisome part. I, I feel pretty confident, too, knowing this lineup, and, and, and it looks pretty solid. And um, just a bit of team news, too. Uh, a couple of players didn't make the whole trip. Uh, it was Jeremy Menes who didn't uh, travel. Diego Linus, of course, as we said, was with the Sub-20. Um, Mateus Uribe is in there. Renato Ibarra, Eric Aguilera, and Oribe Peralta are also not in the squad for this matchup. So uh, there's going to be a lot of youth players out there, actually, uh, on the bench. Uh, you kind of excited about this? Because, I mean, this is kind of, quote-unquote, their opportunity to kind of break into the team. 
Yeah, I mean, it'd be interesting to see um, which players Miguel Herrera uses in the end too, which players that he wants to see and what these players look like going forward into the future, whether they can fall into the plans of Miguel Herrera um, going into future seasons too as well. And also um, one thing we um, we kind of failed, not necessarily failed, but forgot to mention is that Carlos Vargas will, will be reporting to Brazil after the game too. He'll be meeting up with the U-20s to play their match against Brazil. So more than likely we won't be seeing him Saturday either, which we'll probably get to later as well whenever we talk about the Luka game in a minute. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, Carlos Vargas obviously getting called up for the Sub-20 will not be featuring probably into Lucas' matchup, and he will definitely be flying out afterwards. Um, there's actually, there's, you know, there's a couple of players that uh, I think uh, can come up from the from the youth and actually do well. One of the players that I'm looking forward to the most and hopefully does get some minutes tomorrow uh, is this kid, uh, Cordova. I think that's that's his last name. Um, looks to be uh, like a great young talent, and hopefully, if he does uh, come off the bench, he you know he he kind of takes it the opportunity with both hands and kind of runs with it. Okay, yeah, oh, definitely. I mean, I've never heard of the kid, so I mean, I can't really um, tell you anything like that. So I mean, I, I'm definitely be keeping an eye out for him if he does make an appearance. Which you know, by the sound like it, I hope he does now that you give him good praise like this. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think and anyone too that maybe kind of has a follow thing, um, you know he he definitely is a he's definitely a player that can uh, that, that can come in and, and perform pretty well. So hopefully uh, we get to see a good result. Hopefully we get to see a good play. Hopefully we don't get any injuries. I think that's the one thing we need to uh, avoid is any kind of injuries. Um, what are you going with as result wise? What do you think the result's going to be uh, at the end of the day? Um, I'm kind of I'm kind of in between between two results. I'm thinking this could be either a one nil or two nil result at the end. One nil or two nil? Okay, one nil or two nil sounds pretty well. Um, Tarasaka Mekanisa just kind of gave us a little heads up. Actually, Vargas will stay for the game against Toluca. Uh, yeah. so that's pretty big news. That's pretty big news. Yeah. And funny enough, because I thought I read on um. Some reporter had tweeted out that he will be reporting to to with the national team. Maybe he will report to national team in Mexico, or I don't really know what the case is going on. Um, but if we do have Vargas for the U for the game against Toluca, that's actually actually a really bit good of news, yeah. especially seeing how we we're going to be down a man. Um, yeah, shout out to them for giving us that information. Shout out to them. They are doing big things in Mexico. I mean, big things. I mean, if you guys don't know about them, go follow them. Um, I mean, just absolutely amazing what what they're doing. They're they're now they're at the stadiums now, and, and they're they're gonna be, uh, you know, they they're giving their insight for us sometimes in in Coapa. They're they're in the Nido. They're in the training. They're in the facilities. They you know, huge shout out to them. And they're they're doing everything we wish we could. And you know, the only <laughs> thing that sucks is we're here. We're 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 stuck in the states. Yeah, and we're in the states, like, and they're they're over there in Mexico. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you know, it's not like we can be down there. I mean, I would love to do what they're doing absolutely love um but you know it's, it's great that uh it's great that they're they're doing what they're doing and you know you can only imagine that you know things are going to get even better from from at that point so huge shout out to them for uh for for always being in the know and for supporting us too because i mean it's it's great to see uh you know something you know an organization like that so big be able to support us you know at 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 the beginning stages and hopefully 
you can try to idolize and imitate what they've been doing, you know, on, on the bigger scale as well. So huge shout out to them. Um, and yeah, we're going to have Barga, so that, that should be good. So when we talk about it in the next segment, um, so we're going, you're going, what are you going? One nil or two nil? You got to give me a definite answer, man. Uh, I'll go two nil. I'll be optimistic. I'm going three nil. We're going to win. I'm going three nil. And the only reason why I feel a little bit more confident is because I actually got a result right last week <laughs> against Leon. So I'm pretty happy. You know, it's it's three one. I like you so graciously uh, made it known in Twitter that you are still up by two 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 points. Oh, uh, dude, I don't even know if that's right. I just I just <laughs> just wow. wanted to point it out that you now got. I have to go back through each episode <laughs> and listen. Okay, well. Let's just say it's three one. I I am confident that America can go out there, score three goals. Um, I I really don't see the the reason why not to. We have we have the potential. We have the players. So I mean, let's let's go out there. Let's do it. Let's 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 get the. I was gonna say the three points, but no. Let's get the three goals. So and then um, so that way we can focus on Toluca. Because let me tell you, Toluca is not gonna be an easy game by any means necessary. So before we jump into the Toluca game, we want to give. A huge shout out to all of you guys for tuning in, for you know following us. Uh, I also want to remind you guys that if you guys miss any show for whatever reason, make sure you guys check us out on SoundCloud and iTunes. Make sure you guys follow us on Twitter as well because we'll be live tweeting everything of tomorrow's matchup as well as Toluca's matchup as well. So with that said, make sure you guys follow us at Eagle iPod and use the hashtag Aguilas ENG for Aguilas English short. So anything you want to add on, Dylan, about the title game? Uh, no, no, I think everything's covered, man. Everything's covered, it is. Now, let's move on to the last segment of the podcast before we get to the quick Q&A. Uh, we're going to go up against Toluca. We can't really preview this game as well as we can preview, for example, the Tauro game because, you know, it's a little bit ways off into the future. If we didn't have the Tauro game, maybe we could give an, a better assessment, but we, we, we kind of don't know what's going to happen. But let's kind of let, let's talk about what we do know. And we do know that, one, Paola Aguilar is going to miss this matchup because of the red card. Two, we're going to have a lot of key players rested for this game as well. You know, we're going to have Menes rested. We're going to have Oribe, Uribe, Renato Ibarra is going to come back probably full healthy. Aguilera is going to come back full and healthy. Um, we're going to see, I mean, no, there's no point in mentioning Linus. I don't even think he might even feature. So we're going to have some key players actually well rested and ready for this matchup against Toluca. I, and I'm guessing on that sense, it's that's got to be a positive, right? Yeah, yeah, I think so, man. You know, it's going to be um, great to see this squad that's healthy and, you know, basically a squad that's also almost at, that we've seen at the beginning of the season two, this full squad that's been playing week in and week out. And that's something that, you know, I've kind of missed is seeing that squad. So it's, it's good to see it going back to what it can be. Yep. Yep, hopefully. And then hopefully there's no injuries and, you know, knock on wood that um, that we don't get any injuries in, in Tauro and um, and, and the, the squad comes back healthy. I don't know how much fatigueness is going to actually play um, because obviously the, you know, from Mexico to Panama is not a trip from Texas to California. You know, it's 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 going to wear and tear on them. Um, hopefully there's enough uh, recovery in there. For the for the players, um, and hopefully they're they're up for the challenge because let's face it, Toluca is not going to be an easy an easy game. Let's talk a little bit about the opponents. Um, they're coming into this game actually in pretty good form. I I want to say, uh, they beat Pumas in in last in the last jornada. They're in third place, twenty one points. They're, so they're level with us on points. The only thing that is uh, 
The only difference is that we have a plus oh, no. 11 goal difference and they have a plus 5. They have their star goalkeeper back in the mix with Talavera. What's uh what are your thoughts? What what's what are your feelings coming into this matchup on sun on Saturday knowing that you know this is a very good Toluca side we're going up against? Dylan? Oh no, I think Oh no, I think we're having a couple of uh, we're having a little bit of a technical difficulty here. <laughs> okay, well I guess I'll have to roll a little bit solo here. Um, I think uh, knowing that the Lucas coming into this matchup, uh, maybe I'll answer my own question in this. Maybe knowing that the Lucas coming in with a a, a pretty good record, uh, it 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 kind of is a little bit worrisome because you look at the last couple of matches, you know, I'm, I'm just looking here and you see one, two three, four, five, six, six victories in total in, in their last, in, in their last games in all competitions. So they have six wins in total. That is a much, much better record than what we have in the last six games. Uh, we actually, we have Dylan back on, on, <laughs> on the call. So, uh, all right, Dylan, uh, maybe just kind of answer what, uh, what, what happened? Maybe just give us the answer. What happened? I, I don't know. Like, I don't know if, uh, if, I don't know. It just said I just lost connection. I thought my Wi-Fi went out, but it was still connected. But um, I'm back, so I'm just gonna stick here instead of going back on my laptop. Alrighty. Um. Well, I guess did you did you catch my question or no? Uh. No, I did not catch your question. Okay. So basically, um, you see this Toluca side, and then they're they got 21 points. They're in third place. They they they're they're doing just as good, if not better, than what we've been doing in the league. And then you see that the last six matchups in all competition have been pure victories. How do you feel, you know, knowing that, coming into the Azteca on Saturday against a very tough Toluca? Yeah, it's it's nervous. It's nerve-wracking for me, man, because um, you still see how America as a team makes those mistakes, and whether it be in the midfield, whether it be in the final third. Um still overcomplicate those plays in which we saw a little bit Saturday too against Leon, which is something you don't want to see. This is these um those things that you don't want to see from the team. Those mistakes need to be cleaned up by now. She shouldn't be making these mistakes, especially with the players that you have and the caliber of the club. I mean those those mistakes are just not acceptable. Yep. I I agree. There's there's still things that we still haven't been able to clean up, which is ridiculous. I mean, you're 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 eleven, now gonna be twelve games into the into the season. You should be a much better side than what you are at this point. Granted, uh this is a very good Toluca side. It's it's kind of a homecoming for Ruben Sambuesa in a sense. He's gonna be playing up against us. You worried about him because he's it looked like he's finally found his mojo in, in Toluca. Yeah, um, yeah, I'm, I'm a little nervous to see um, how Piojo manages somehow to to cut off um, Samuesa a little bit and how he's going to go forward with that as well. And also uh, Fernando Ribe, too, who's also a good player yeah. for Toluca. Because, yeah. I mean, this is the more threatening part about it is, is he Samuesa is the one that creates, the one that kind of feeds, the one that kind of makes the magic happen. And that's why you see the players like Uribe, you know, having such a great season because he's having the reception, the you know, the ball being fed to him by set player Ruben Sambuesa. And and you thought coming into this, well, well, you know, Paolo Aguilar knows him. He knows how to play against him. He he can have him on lockdown. Well, guess what? Now we don't have Paolo Aguilar. 
here's the question: Who starts in that right back position? Do we start Aldo? Uh, no, excuse me, not Aldo Cruz. Uh, Carlos Orient, uh, Orientia, or do we start Edson Alvarez in that position, or who else could, could come in in that and and do a job against the likes of Ruben Sambuesa? I think I think your best bet is probably going to be Edson, and I know people will probably won't like that given the fact how Edson played against Pachuca when uh, Barguilar was was uh, subbed off due to injury, and how bad of a game Edson had that one. So I'm pretty sure people are going to be nervous if Edson starts right there in the right back position. But I feel like it's going to be Edson because Edson's that guy that is versatile. We see him play in the center defensive role in the midfield. We've seen him play in center back, and we've seen how he can play in the right back position too when we've seen him play in the Gold Cup. So I think that right now it's going to be Edson that's going to start in the right back position because I don't think Orianta really can't play that because whenever I, whenever I saw him play a little bit too, whenever it came time for him to, whenever he came on against Leon, I don't think he played, played that well. Um, I see him a little bit get get caught ball watching whenever he should be marking a player, or watching a player to make sure he doesn't get in front of him. And sure enough, he did a couple of times. And, you know, there could have been a chance. Uh, I think I remember one time, I can't remember what, what minute it was, but there could have been one time that Leon w- w- got a goal, but they didn't. And, you know, it was because he was caught ball watching instead of watching the player he was marking. Interesting. I, I, I want to go into this a little bit further about who's going to play in that right back position. But before that, I think maybe let's predict. Let's let's do starting 11 predictions. I, I want to hear what you think in, in regards to starting 11. And then I'll give you my prediction and we'll kind of go from there. Um. Yeah, we're going to go uh, match the scene in goal. We're going to have uh, Edson, obviously. We're going to have Valdez, Aguilera. Uh, I don't know if you agree with me on this, but I'm actually gonna go that Silva at left back. Okay. And then um, obviously Guido center defensive mid. Um, I think Uribe is gonna be there too next to him. We're gonna see Renato on the right, Pablo Menez, and then Cecilio, and then it's gonna be Uribe up top. Uribe who? Um, Menez is, is gonna be playing behind Oribe, and that's it. Oribe is uh, gonna be up top. Okay, so that's your lineup. That's what's what you're going with. Mm-hmm. Okay, I I can see that. So you're going four four two, well four four two three one in a sense. Um, I'm actually gonna just completely change it up and and flip it on its head. I think we're going five three two on this one also. I think it's Marchengo in that right wing back position is gonna be Renato Ibarra. Center back is going to be Edson Alvarez, Bruno Valdez, Eric Aguilera, and on the left back position, if it's not uh, if it's not Aldo Cruz, I think it's going to be uh, Willem da Silva, like you said. In the midfield, we're going to see Guido Rodriguez play that center defensive mid. Uh, on the right of Guido, we're going to see um, Mateus Uribe. On the left, we're going to see Cecilia Dominguez. Up top, we're going to see the likes of uh, Henry Martin and Odio Peralta. Just do a full 180 on me. Full 180 for that. <laughs> and I'll tell you why, though, because it. what's the most recurring thing in the world? I mean, it's Piojo switching to that 5-3-2 when it comes to the closing end of the season. Granted, we're not there yet, but, you know, it's like how, how can, you know, how, how, you know, how can we deal with this very threatening Toluca side? And I think, his, his his 
option is going to go 532 because we've seen Renato Ibarra play in that 532 before in that right wing back position. He's done pretty okay. So I'm pretty sure he prefers to have Renato Ibarra in that position rather than have an Edson or an Oriantia. Yeah, yeah. I got, I got you, man. I can understand and see that too as well. But I, I don't know. I feel like we're going to stick to what Pio has been playing in that, that 4-2-3-1 formation where I don't know. You can even see that as a four-four-one-one-two, maybe possibly too a little bit. Yeah, I, I mean that that could also be a possibility too. I mean, we won't. We're we're definitely you know guesstimating at this point, really, really big time because we still need to see what happens against Auto. So many things can happen between then and now, um, and 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 we just need to see exactly what the mentality is going into this game against Toluca. But if we were to see something in regards to the lineup, I think. You know, I think it's what you know we 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 just kind of said. Um, who do you think is going to kind of be the key player going up against a very good Toluca side? Mm. You know, obviously, you know, I kind of would pick Guido at this point, but I'm going to go ahead and pick somebody else than Guido, and I'm I'm I feel like it's going to be the person, whoever Bioho decides to mark up on Sam Wessa. I feel like whoever. Yoho is going to have stopping Sam West. I feel like that person is going to be key, which, you know, at, at this moment, you know, we're just kind of guessing, playing the guessing game. So I can't really put it, put a name to that at the moment and until the time comes of we see what happens after that one. And um, between then and, and whenever we see another starting 11, uh, okay. whenever it comes okay. out on Friday to, for, for that game. All right, when that starting 11 comes out, I'm going to tweet at you and you're going to have to give me a name. Right off the bat, but you, I'm actually going to give you a name. I'm actually going to give you someone. I think the most important player coming into this uh, kind of uh, matchup against Toluca, I think our most important player, our key player, is going to be Celia Dominguez. Maybe, maybe a name that maybe a lot of people were not um, were not thinking, but I think it's going to be Cecilio Dominguez. Yeah, I can I can see Cecilio being it too, because I like to see Cecilio. To keep performing the way he is right now, and keeping that form going forward too, as well. All right, I think I think uh, that's pretty much said and done. Um, obviously, I mean it's still even early to talk tactics because, like I said, it it, it can all vary from from here till then. But if it's one thing that you that you want to see America do Saturday, um, and you can't say bring your shooting boots. If there's one thing you want to see America do Saturday against Toluca that maybe we haven't done very well it's this so far leading up to this game, what would it be? Uh, play the passing game. Play play the simple simple pass. I know it's hard playing simple, but keeping that possession and playing those smart passes and not overcomplicating the play when it doesn't need to be overcomplicated. Yeah, I agree with you, and and I'll add I'll, I'll add something to that. I want to see some more creativity going forward. Sometimes I think there's times where teams kind of sit back and we kind of just be like, "Wow, you know, there's no way to get through them." When really there is a way. You just got to be a little bit more creative. And that's why I said Cecilio Domingo is going to be the best player for us in that game because I feel like, like I said, Renato Barra is going to be a little bit more on the defensive side. So I think that Cecilio Dominguez. He has shown that he has creativity. He's shown that he can definitely do things uh, phenomenal. So I think he's going to be our player that kind of has to break the lines at times. Um, and I think that creativity needs to be shown 
and displayed against a very good Toluca side, let's be honest, you know, a very good Toluca side. You know, uh, Talavera's come back. He hasn't looked his best, but, you know, do you think uh, Do you think maybe we should test him a little bit, see how he's doing? Yeah, I, I feel like if you have the space and you have you have the possibility of shooting on target, go for it. I, I, I feel like we should test him at, at any time we're given, whether it be long range or, or free kick or anything. Um, we, should, we should test him no matter what. Awesome. Awesome. I agree with you. I, I 100% think that we need to test him out. Um, ultimately, I think it's a, it's it, it's going to be a tough game, but it's going to be a good game. Ultimately, I think it, it's going to be a good game. I don't think Toluca's going to come back and sit back. I think they're going to try and play out their game. I think what we need to do is do the same thing. Just go at it. As soon as kickoff, uh, you know, chase the game, run at them, demonstrate why we're the better side, why we are unbeaten. And kind of go out there and, and 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 do our things right, and hopefully score a couple goals. Question: Do you think or do you think that this could be a matchup that maybe we are uh, are kind of unbeaten run is at risk? A little bit. I, I put it up there. I feel like I feel like Luca has has the players and and the chance of putting that at risk, and I, I feel like. It is at risk a little bit, you know, given the fact that they're coming off good form as a team. Um, I think you said four out of the last five games were wins. From, if I'm six, six wins in, in, in all competitions is their last record okay. they have so far. Okay, yeah, yeah, exactly. So, but, you know, going back to what you said, too, you know, it, not necessarily come down to players, but um, Pio, too. Um, playing their game, you know, and showing why they're the best team. And Pio also adapting to, to the to, to Luca too, and how they're playing too as well, and you know making those subs whenever they're necessary, not waiting until the last fifteen ten minutes to make those subs. And like I said, it's it's and at this point you need to perform and you need to get the results, even if it's gonna be ugly. I think we need to get the results. I think that's what matters the most because at this point, you know, it's so tight up top. I lose you now. Doing this still. I then Okay, I'm I'm back. I huge apologies um for for whatever just happened. Did 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 you get locked out of the of the call too? I got yeah, something happened. Like you were just talking to them, like your little profile right there was just like sitting there, and I couldn't hear you or nothing. Yeah, uh, huge apologies uh, to every single one of you guys who are listening to this and watching this too. Um, 
I have no idea what happened. No idea whatsoever. It kicked me out. It asked me for my password. Um, I, I don't know what happened, to be honest with you guys. I'm so sorry. Um, but I guess maybe just kind of, uh, you know, say again, sorry for the technical difficulties. Wow, this has not been our podcast for for technology-wise. <laughs> uh, man, we apologize for that so much. So, so much. Um, but I go back to what I was saying. Um, you know, it's uh, it, it's very tight at the top right now. I mean, America is at 21 points. So is Toluca. Um, you see Santos is at 23 points. Tigres is also at 21 points. You know, Morelia in fifth place is at 19. So they can easily, with a win, jump up to 22. Everything is so tight right now in the league. Everything is really tight. Like, I, I think you, there is no room to slip up at this point. There is no room to slip yeah. up, even against tough oppositions like Toluca. Yeah, man. So we got we to gotta go out and play our game. Like, not worry about nothing else but our game and get the result that we need, which and which is a win. And basically, it feels like we got to win out. It almost feels like you got to make up for those draws that we had, too. Yeah, and to be honest, those draws are going to hurt us so much, so much come to the end of the season because we, I know, I just know for a fact that we're going to look at it and be like, wow, just if two of those draws were different, we would have been in such a different place. And and I, I hope the team proves me wrong. I hope the season proves me wrong. But, man, you can kind of feel that mm, those draws, those draws really are going to be uh, hurting us. Yeah, man. So, I mean, that's, that's eight points right there that, that we dropped. So Man, can you imagine? Well, I don't want to imagine because then I'm going to get sad. And, and I don't want that because it, it should be a happy time because we're coming to the point of the stage where I think we're going to see a very good team performance, maybe not on the pitch all the time, but a very good collective effort for us to get the results. I think that's the most important part. I think at some point in the season, we're going to have to throw out uh, playing really good attractive football out the window and focus on getting the result. And I think that's going to be the more important part. And that's going to be a little bit, you know, once we get to April, I think that's when we're going to be, you know, seeing more of that than, than rather good, good football being displayed on the pitch. Yeah, no doubt, man. Yeah. I think so. I mean, it's just how we're closing the season now. And I mean, just like I said, I'll say it again, you know, just worry about our game. Just worry about nothing else, man. Just worry about our game. Cause we know we can do it. And we have the squad, we have the depth, and that's all we got to worry about, man, is our game. Is if, we, if we just stick to worry about our game, man, look out for another, then not, we can finish the season not good. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I feel the same way. I feel the same way. So, last question in regards to this, Toluca, uh, what is your score prediction for this? Um, I'm going to go 3-2 for America. Wow, you are putting up a really good game. Okay, 3-2. Man, I'm I'm gonna have to go with like a seven-two or something like we were talking about the last podcast when America beat Toluca and the Azteca. Um, but no, I'm uh I'm actually gonna go plain and simple here. I think we get a one-nil victory at home. Okay. It's gonna be dull. It's gonna be tough to watch, but I think we get the result. We're yeah. gonna have to grind it out. I think that's that's gonna yeah. be the end You're, result. But really are, but we'll get the result. And and I I'd, I'd rather prefer mine than yours because I feel like maybe we'd be like. Two and up, and then they get the equalizer, and then we get like another goal late, and I'm just gonna be panicking the whole time, and I don't want to do that. My blood pressure is high enough as it is; I don't want to miss it even worse. Um, 
so that pretty much does it for the Toluca game. Um, we'll 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 definitely maybe talk a little bit more about it once we get closer to it on Twitter. Um, who knows? Maybe we might bring an emergency pod. Who knows? You know, it's 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 up there. Um, but pretty much that does it. Anything else you want to add on about the Toluca game? Uh, bring your shooting boots. That's it. <laughs> Never fails. Bring your shooting boots. The point where we can stop saying that in this podcast is when you know we're we're at that level. Where we're where we're playing well, we're performing, and we're finishing, and there's nothing to complain about, except yeah, maybe Diego Linus minutes. <laughs> All righty, all right. So let's move on into the Q and A section of today's podcast. That does it for the Toluca last segment of the show. Before we wrap everything up, um, I, I want to kick things off with a Twitter question. The only Twitter question we got. You know, I tweeted out that, you know, we were podcasting. If any of you guys had a question, make sure to tweet us. Uh, for future podcasts, make sure you guys tweet us at Eagle iPod and make sure you guys send in your questions. For those of you guys who are watching live right now, send in your questions as we're reading and answering this one, and we'll get to them. Um, I know there's a couple that I saw right now that we can talk about. So let's uh, let's go to, to the Twitter one. It's uh, at Garrett R. Kerber. Excuse me if I'm, I'm butchering your last name, Garrett. Um Garrett says, or asks, better yet, is America's place in the table due more to the strength of the um, of America or to the struggles of the other top sides? Five, six, and O oh is a little underwhelming, but no defeats have to count for something. Hashtag Aguilas. English, Dylan, what are your thoughts? Do you think America's uh, place at the table is due to their own merit? Or is it maybe that there's been a lack of, for better word, for a better lack of term, uh, is it due to the fact that the other teams are struggling and maybe not doing their best? I think it could come out to both, really. And America's had their fair share of struggles, too. Given the fact, you know, like we've talked and talked about it again, we see the same mistakes. We see them overcomplicate plays. We see them, you know, not finishing the opportunities. And so, you know, to the sense, too, you know, we we see the squad that we have and we see the depth that we have. And so, you know, that reflects, too, back to the to the results we've gotten, too. And, you know, there were, there were also other times, too, where your team struggled against us, too, Um because, you know, the likes of, like, Guido Rodriguez and Bruno Valdez, you know, stepping up and doing b- big things and great things that that they do. And, you know, going back to, like, um, whenever me and you praise Bruno, you know, because how good he did locking down Nico Castillo in the Pumas game, you know. So um, we've seen what the team can do. but And we've also seen other teams struggle due to the fact that we've had those players stand out too as well. But, we, you know, going back to, like I said, you know, those four draws in the row, you know, they kind of hurt us in the end due to the due to the fact that we've had our share of struggles too. Whenever it comes to it comes to those teams too, so you know, I I feel like it's a sense of both, not not really one or the other, just a bo- a combination of of both and our our share of struggles too as well. Okay, interesting. I'm actually gonna give this full credit to us. I think the reason why we're in where we're at is because of us. I think I think it's tied at the top like I like I mentioned previously. I think every team at this point has done, you know, things pretty well. I, I don't I don't think I've seen a a, a Liga MX so tight as before in as recent times. Uh only because everything is just two three points off. Really, it's it's that close. You have one bad game and that could 
be detrimental to your season. That could ultimately kill you for the playoffs if you lose one game because now you're playing catch-up and the other teams are ahead of you. It's ridiculous. So I think we've merited to be there because of our own standings. And like I've always said, the only reason why we're not high on the table is because of us. It's not because of any other oppositions. It's not because of a referee call. It's not because of this. It's not because of that. It's because we of ourselves maybe have not done enough to push up and, and get those get those three points when we do get a draw. And when we have one, I think, you know, uh, hats go off to us because we've done good enough to, to get the results. So I think, Garrett, to answer your question, Ultimately, I think it's it's due to our strengths and not really to to anything else. You know, uh, I, you know. Granted, you can talk about Tigres maybe having a slow start. Uh, Monterrey too, not really having those brightest of starts. Santos, of course, look like they actually do have a really good thing going. So I think ultimately they, you know, will let them worry about themselves and we'll worry about us because I think what we're doing is actually uh, really really good. And I think the reason why we're there is because of what we've been doing so far. I understand. Yep. I understand that too. Yeah, I, I, I can, I agree with that too. All righty. Well, huge shout out to Garrett, new fan to the Liga Mekis, and chose to be fan of the biggest and best team in Mexico. So, huge shout out to you, Garrett. If you're listening to this live, or if you're listening to this afterwards on iTunes or SoundCloud, huge shout out to you for the question as well. Now, we're gonna move on to another question. Mari Alonso has asked us if America is in the final, what team would they be facing? What do you think? Uh, I like to see America Santos game. America Santos game. Mm-hmm. Okay, okay. America Santos game. I like. I like that. I think that'd be actually a really good matchup. So, you know, I think. Um, yeah, I, I, I would like to see. Yeah, if it's not America Santos, maybe. Um, I'm hesitant to say America Tigres because I want to get uh, kind of revenge on what they did to us last Christmas. Um, but you know what? I'll go with you. I'll go I'll go America Santos. I think that would be actually a really good final. Um, and I think Correo Peralta and Marchesin may be a little bit pumped up to play against their former team. I don't know. You know? So I'm going with that too. I'm going America Santos. Alrighty, so thank you again, Mari Alonso, for giving us that uh, huge shout out to you as well for always coming by the podcast and and talking to us. Um, I got another question. Uh, let's see, I had it right here, literally right here. Wow, where'd it go? I have no idea. Okay, well, as I uh maybe try to well uh, it wasn't really a question but maybe we can still incorporate it to that um shout out to it's not hip-hop it's electro um great name by the way great name um says that he thinks edson has earned the starting spot that emmanuel aguilera looked a little shaky against chivas well what are your thoughts on that um i i mean yeah, I mean Edson had the spot, and then you know you get Aguilera and Aguilera, you play Aguilera, and like off the back. So you know it sucks to see Edson on on the bench, not getting as much minutes as me and you probably agree on. Think he deserves. And so you know, I think I think this Aguilera situation with him being injured, I think I know that sounds I know this sounds bad, but I, I think it's good for Edson to see Edson stand down, and show that he he still got he still got it. And 
Edson does Edson things over and over again, which is always a good thing. And so, you know, I think it's just a reminder to Piojo that, hey, you know, I'm here, you know, you can rely on me whenever you need me. And, you know, it's kind of hard to say because it really sucked watching this kid just go to the bench and and just it just seemed like giving Aguileta the starting spot right away. Um, I know I'm not really touching on the fact that Aguileta looks shaky probably against Chivas, but, you know, but, you know, as people heard on the pod, you know, I mean, you pretty much advocate for Edson a lot too as well, and especially me. But I don't know. I mean, either player, you know, it, it's just good to see that we have that depth too with Edson knowing Edson's there. If anything would happen to Aguilera and, and Valdez, which I guess you could say we've seen two since Aguilera's down, you know, we're seeing Edson step up now and Edson getting, Edson getting the start, which is good for him. And, you know, like you said, against Dotto tomorrow, he's got something to prove, which I hope he does, which I think he will do and prove to Aguilera that he's still there and that he deserves more minutes than what he's getting right now. Okay. Interesting. Um. Yeah, I think Edson's merited maybe a starting spot. I. But I mean, you can't really say no to Aguilera, who's had a great partnership with Bruno Valdez. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the future. Um. Granted, this game against Tauro is gonna be important. Um. If he does go with a five-three-two against Toluca, maybe that even showcases that hey, you know who who's gonna be the the two to the two center backs going forward. So. Interesting enough, I don't really have an answer to that. I, I think it's, it's still up in the air for me. I think Aguilera has kind of more of, you know, things going in his favor. But in the end, I wouldn't be surprised to see someone like Edson, so much talent, so much, you know, drive at times to, to win that same position. Yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I get you, man. I got it too, but I don't know. I, I'm, to me, I just feel like I didn't hit on the Aguilera situation a lot. But, you know, at, at the same time, you know, it's kind of hard to really, really pick at this moment, you know, with, like you said, Aguilera and Bruno Valdez having that good partnership too. But I, I feel like, I feel like either, either one, Edson could have a good partnership with either one too as well. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Well, I think that does it for questions. We didn't get any more after that. So um, thank you again for those of you guys who sent in our questions, make sure you guys always do so whenever we tweet it out. I can not, uh, I can't stop saying this because it's so important that you guys follow us on Twitter at Eagle iPod. We have you guys covered with everything in regards to news, uh, team uh, news, uh, player news, regardless of everything that's going on. Uh, make sure you guys do stay tuned for that. Uh, Dylan, anything else you want to add on to the show? Um, not necessarily what we talked about today, but guys, please. We're, we apologize. Please bear with us whenever we have these difficulties. I mean, um, especially the live shows. Like, I'm pretty sure Ivan um, cuts it out whenever he goes back and uh, drags the audio and before he uploads it to SoundCloud. And, and I'm actually I'm gonna leave this one in this so I can be like, this was Dylan who did the editing. Um, and you guys can blame him. Oh, <laughs> gosh, man. Just... <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. But, no. but um, man, it's gonna be difficult no, to edit that one because I mean. Because <laughs> then people are just gonna hear like, "Oh, we're back," and they're gonna be like, "Wait, what happened?" So I, I don't know. I'll, I'll do some transition or something, or let them know ahead of time. But um, yeah, thank you guys. Please bear with us when we do have these technical difficulties. Um, I don't, I don't really know what happened there. Um, my router was working. Your router was working. I mean, so it's uh, I, I maybe it was uh, maybe it was a government. You know, maybe they they don't want the Eagle Eye podcast to be live and doing such a wonderful job at 
uh, commentating nonsense. So the Mandela effect. The Mandela effect. No, it's not the no, Mandela effect. No, what are you talking not. about? This is not us remembering something that we I, clearly didn't happen. No, I, no. You need your theory. You can't be. I've been saying that a lot. You you were saying there was a Mandela effect halfway through our pod, our uh, pro clubs journey yesterday, and I I looked up the definition. There was no need to use it. So you need a new. We need we need a new theory. Maybe we can. You can have your own. It could be the the Dylan effect. Probably the Dylan effect. We're gonna make it happen somehow. I don't know. Um, we're gonna we're gonna trademark it. We're gonna sell it on T-shirts, and it's gonna be a huge hit. Um, but yeah, <laughs> that pretty much wraps it up. Uh, this is the show, guys. I, again, thank you guys so much for bearing us. Uh, we uh, it's a little embarrassing when these things happen, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you got all these fans waiting for us, and then it happens, and they're wondering like, what's going on? Yeah, it was like, why is Ivan on a rectangle camera and why is Dylan on a standing Snapchat filter camera? It's for real. <laughs> it's 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 difficult for us to even answer, guys. Again, we apologize. Um, but thank you guys for for listening. Thank you guys for tuning in. Again, thank you guys for all the support that you guys have given us. This has been episode eleven of the Eagle Eye Podcast. Make sure you guys tune in. Uh, if you guys ever miss a show, like I've always stated, make sure you guys follow us on iCloud and sign us iCloud and SoundCloud as well. Wow, not even iCloud. Sorry, iTunes. Oh my God, today has not <laughs> been the day for me to host. Oh, um, I'm so sorry, guys. I will I will get my stuff together, and I will be and I will come back better. Um, but again, make sure you guys follow us on those platforms. You guys will never miss us. Take us on the road, and make sure you guys follow us on Twitter as well. Like I keep stating, um, thank you, Dylan, for coming out and making the time to talk to us and uh, to to give us your opinion. Hey, man, it's always a pleasure. Um, just doing this is the fun guys just you know just the difficulties the technical difficulties is something that's not the fun part it is not it's not we need to we need to get an it department going it's uh yeah we need to an it department i think my six-year-old nephew can definitely do it um so you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll hire him we'll, we'll we'll pay him in candy i think that would be a first trade um so Make sure you guys tune in to the next episode. We'll be back next week, as always. Um, who knows? Maybe we'll, we'll make an emergency pod if we feel like it's necessary, if you guys want it as well. Um, so make sure you guys tune in. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Thank you guys so much for everything. We'll see you guys on the next episode. And until next time, guys, take care. And uh, like always. Bye, guys.